1: of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Piller up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Who else? It's Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Well, it's long anticipated, well overdue. It's Timmy Stutzla. On the show, we talked to the Sens' third overall pick, the highest drafted Ottawa Senator since Jason Spezza in 2001. You know we split it up to two parts, so you get 13 minutes of him today, 14 minutes of him tomorrow, and we get into everything you'd need to know about Timmy Superstar, an update on his broken hand, how he was recruited by Alder Mannheim, what the atmosphere is there. Have the Senators reached out to him? Which players have? Why is he excited? And a whole lot more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day. Today is Monday, November 23rd. And Pilsy, this is a big show.
2: Huge show. And we we got him. I mean... It started off as a pipe dream, you know, we had some success, we had some big guests, Noodles, Igor, and then Joey, and then we're like, you know what, why not shoot for the stars, why not shoot for the superstars, if you will, and Timmy Stutzler is finally on the show, you heard him in the intro, we've been teasing the hell out of this one, finally it's here for you guys, and you're gonna love it.
1: Well, I almost felt I teased it too early, and you're the one who keeps me down to earth when I get a little too excited. Now, I sent the email to Mannheim's PR team on November 8th. So we're going on almost two weeks since I sent that email, and it has been an uncertain road, to say the least, but Timmy is on the show. He was awesome with us. He is everything you want in a top-end draft pick. He's humble. He's humble. He knows he's talented, though, and he expects to be in Ottawa as soon as possible. What was your biggest takeaway from chatting with him?
2: Well, first of all, I want to reference, we had J.D. Burke on the podcast uh, quite a while ago, and the, his podcast with Craig Button, yet again, another friend of the show, reoccurring guest, Um, they had Timmy Stutzler on actually quite early before most people for an extended interview. And he was just glowing about how nice, how polite, how likable this kid was. And you can't can't help but notice it. Like right away, I think we were chatting with him for like a minute or so before we recorded. And all of us were kind of gelling. Like he's already starting to giggle. He seems like he's having a good time. He's very busy. As, As you heard, it took a while to finally nail down an interview time. He's a busy guy working on that rehab as he should be but I just love his demeanor and you could not try to get him to be selfish like we had a couple questions where you know we pumped his tires a little and we he could have been like yeah yeah I'm pretty decent but every time he kind of deferred and was like I don't I don't want to uh, single myself out my teammates were a big part of this you know classic hockey guy answers and you love to hear that especially with a young German kid who's coming over to the Ottawa Senators as the third overall pick just an absolute beauty.
1: It's day 257 since Ottawa Senators Hockey. I'm very happy with our guest list as is. I don't mean any disrespect to any of the amazing guests we've had on. Only since the draft, we've had Mike Knubel, we've had Craig Button, Tony Ferrari, Rachel Dory, Joey Decord, Gerard Shaw, the father of a friggin' Senator. We've got Igor Sokolov, Patrick McNeil, Jamie McLennan, Perry Bergson, and now... Timmy Stutzla. I'm very excited to welcome him to the podcast. But before we do, a couple notes on Stutzla. Now, we did not ask him whether he saw himself as a center or a wing because he was very clear on draft night. He wants to play the middle of the ice. But as you'll hear in the interview, he's also open to whatever the team wants, even if that's starting in. Actually, I'm going to hold that one because that is in part two. Tomorrow, We'll hold on to tease that part, but what I can tell you is that Timmy Stutzla did his media rounds right after the draft, and he has not done an English interview until now. But before we get to that interview, let's tell you about Bilt Bar, the presenting sponsor of today's Locked On Senators podcast. You know Bilt Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 16 amazing flavors. If you like nuts, well, they got eight kinds for you. If you don't, they got eight more in that category, but I can tell you about all 16 is that they are 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're great if you're a health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, yet they're high in protein and high in fiber. That's what I call a nutritional grand slam, as we do every time we talk built Bar, We have to narrow it down. 16 amazing
2: flavors down to one Pillsy's Pick of the Week. Well, Pillsy's Pick of the Week here, guys. Maybe it's cheesy. I know I've used this a couple times, but I'm going to use it. It's low-hanging fruit. It's relatable. This is the greatest flavor to enjoy with your Timmy Stutzla interview. German chocolate cake built Bar. Timmy Stutzla is He's going to be having so much of these when he's over in Canada. He loves the flavor. You're going to love the flavor. Get it at BuiltBar.com.
1: How did I know you were going there, Pillsy? Wow, so predictable. Go to BuiltBar.com, put in the promo code Locked On, and that gets you 20% off your first order of Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Put in promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your first order. All right, here he is, part one of our interview with Timmy Stutzla. All right, we now welcome a super special guest, a native of Viersen, Germany. He moved to Mannheim at the age of 15 for an opportunity with the Alder Mannheim Eagles youth organization, dominating enough to merit a spot with the DEL club this past season. There, he put up nearly a point per game as the youngest member of the team and earned the distinction of matching Leon Dreisaitl as the highest-drafted German ever, when your Ottawa Senators selected him third overall. Timmy Stutzla, welcome to the Locked On Senators podcast. How are you doing today?
0: Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm doing very good. And uh, yeah, my hand is doing better day by day, so that's great.
1: That's where I wanted to start. We have so much (laughs) we want to get into, almost an introduction to Sens fans who... Saw you get drafted early October, but it's been so long and with the way the world is, who knows, but we know eventually we will see you in Ottawa. How is the rehab? Did I see that your cast is off now?
0: Yeah, so the rehab is going very good. Uh, I had a meeting with the doctor yesterday and he says I'm doing very, very good and the hand is getting better. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can join the team practice in maybe one and a half weeks already. So that's great. And uh, I think there's no... No way that I can't play the World Juniors.
2: Well, that's great to hear. Must must be great uh, getting back on the ice too, eh? Getting your feet back in your skates and uh, at least getting to do some drills while you're rehabbing, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. But it's like totally different if you go into rehab and you're just jogging and all the stuff. It's like hundred percent different on the ice. So other muscles and all the stuff. But it's so much fun to be back on the ice now.
1: Yeah, and you got to watch your team play a little bit the last two games, which I'm sure everyone, yourself included, you would have preferred to be out there. Beforehand, though, we want to go all the way back to growing up your hometown team. You played in Krefelder, which I believe is very close to where you're from in Viersen. How did the recruiting process go where Alder Mannheim was able to find you playing there? Yeah, so
0: I played like for 11 years. I played in Krefelder, and... Uh... It began when, when everybody was like looking each other at each other. We played games against each other. So Manheim against Krefeld. And there have been a couple of coaches who, who looked to me and said, hey, uh, maybe you want to come to Manheim. and going to play for the under-20 right away. So uh, that was a big step for me. And I think totally the, the right and perfect step uh, I made. And uh, in the end, I'm very happy to be there.
2: Before, you said uh, in your documentary that you've been playing soccer and hockey pretty competitively until you're 12 years old. When were you fully into hockey? Like, you know, you're going to put all your efforts into there. And was that a tough decision, especially with soccer being the more popular sport in Germany?
0: I mean, I I was like 12 years old. So when I need to decide, because I couldn't do both with school and all the stuff. So that doesn't really work out. But uh, yeah, in the end, I mean, I had all, most of my best friends I had in hockey, so it was not a yeah big, big thing. But in the end, like, uh, sometimes I miss soccer and I like to play with the boys, so uh, that's always a lot of fun. But uh, in the end, I think it was totally the right decision to go with hockey there.
1: Well, we saw you playing soccer in the documentary we watched yesterday. Pillar and I were joking. I didn't <laughs> realize there were subtitles. I watched the whole thing in German, to, and I had no <laughs> idea. But it was still awesome, and you could see the how proud your parents and all your teammates were. It was really great. We said on our show uh, yesterday or on Friday, I should say that you have to go watch it. It's amazing. But a part of that as well is your parents wanted you to go to university to play hockey. If you were to have gone that way, do you know what school you think you would have played at?
0: Yeah, I was committed to New Hampshire. So I was committed to the university of New Hampshire and, uh, in the end, I think uh, my parents, like they always wanted me to study and all the stuff to have like a second, like something behind hockey. And in the end, uh, I think that's also a very good way. But in the end, my goal was to get drafted as high as possible. And I thought if I played with the pro, pro guys, I think that's uh, yeah, what helped me the most to develop. And I think in the end, uh, I think it was the right step to, to play with Mannheim there.
2: Yeah, I think it's the right step, too. And you get to stay home uh, somewhere where you're comfortable. Uh, you, you don't have to go to a different country just quite yet. So. And you had a really good season with Mannheim. Who were some of the pro players that kind of really helped you out and uh, gave you some veteran advice?
0: I mean, I think there have been, like, everybody helped me. So even if you was young, uh, like, there was one guy living right over me. Uh, he helped me a lot. Like, we did near to everything together. But on the eyes and off the eyes, I mean, I played with Ben Smith uh, in one line, Tommy Huttler, uh, two unbelievable guys. But from the German guys, like they've been always Wolf, uh, Plachter, Gottschie. I mean, like all those guys, they helped me a lot. And I can't really tell tell you how many guys helped me because everybody wants to make me better every day. And I think that was a big part of that. And yeah, I had a lot of fun and it was an unbelievable
1: experience. Who was the guy when when things got rough on the ice? You knew he had your back. He was going to be the first one in.
0: Yeah, there have been a couple of fights because of me. So uh, it was Tommy Huttala. He always, like, protected me a lot uh, if something happened. But uh, in the end, I think everybody stood up for their teammates. So I think in our team, that was normal. And uh, I think that's why we are such a good team with Mannheim and uh, a lot of great players and great guys off the ice, too. So that's great.
2: Yeah, I think it's great uh, that you decided to play in Mannheim. And can you tell just a lot of our listeners, They don't. none of us have really experienced DEL hockey. What What are the crowds like when crowds were allowed there? What's the atmosphere like? From, from what I've heard and I've seen a couple of videos, it's like a soccer game style with <laughs> chants and the fans just going crazy. What's the atmosphere like?
0: Yeah, I mean, I played the man. I mean, I think like the rink and all the stuff, it's like one of the best in Europe uh, with the fans so uh, yeah the fans are unbelievable and they they always cheer for us a lot so singing songs and all the stuff so that's been a lot of fun playing for them uh, in front of them too and uh, yeah i mean Mannheim is a hockey city so uh, that's great as well and in the end like everybody cheered for each other and uh, everybody wants to win so that was great to to be part of Mannheim
1: so we want to talk about the rise in German talent, but I want to start specifically with a guy you've played with at a few different levels, Moritz Seider. Have you guys talked about the possibility, maybe down the road of a Detroit-Ottawa playoff series, you guys going head-to-head?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that would be great. So uh, I definitely want to make, make the playoffs with Ottawa and uh, want to win something. So that's my, my biggest goal, and to play there. Uh, For sure, it's a big honor. And Mo and me are good friends. So we talk a lot about each other. So that's been a lot of fun. But we don't always talk about hockey. We also talk about life. So, uh, yeah, we're just good friends. And uh, hopefully he's going to play in Detroit next season.
1: Especially if you're still playing left wing and he's the right defender. You might have a few (laughs) battles uh, going into the corner. Um, Speaking of the Ottawa Senators, have you reached out or have any of the players right now on the team reached out and spoken to you?
0: Yeah, that was so great for me. Like uh, A lot of players reached out to me and texted me how everything is going, uh, especially after the draft and after the injury. So there have been a couple of guys asking me how everything is going with the hand and all the stuff. So that's been very nice. And uh, yeah, I'm talking to the, to the management and uh, to the coaches, to the fitness coaches. So uh, yeah, we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, right now, my first part is to get healthy as soon as possible, and then uh, we'll see what's going to happen. But my goal is to play the next season.
1: And the beauty with Ottawa, it's such a young team. Were there many players that you were familiar with before? Because I'm sure overseas, you don't get to watch Ottawa very much. Like, do you know much about the games of Brady Kachuk and Thomas Shabbat?
0: Yeah, I mean, like uh, you said, it, Brady Kachuk and Thomas Shabbat I think unbelievable leaders. Like, you could even tell it when they texted me, that was, that was great and uh, i mean yeah they played a good season last last year those those guys and i think they have a lot of good young players and young prospects so i think in a couple years we could be like very good team and i'm looking forward to go with them and uh, yeah try my best every day
2: Yeah, speaking of young talent uh another place where there's a lot of young talent is germany we saw a bunch of germans drafted high in this draft what do you think has been kind of the big reason why German hockey is really on the rise here? Like Leon Dreisaitl has been amazing in the NHL and now you're drafted third overall as well. What has really changed in German hockey lately?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, like they're on the right way right now. So a uh, couple young guys playing in the DL uh, already. So that's been a lot of yeah, great stuff going on there. And I mean, with the new rule, it's like the under-23 rule that you have to have like two or three players under-23 in, in one one team. And uh, there have been a couple of guys who played a lot of minutes and uh, were lead on the teams and played power play. So I think that's a big part. And uh, with the national team, especially, I think at the World Juniors, we're going to have a great, very good team. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to play there. And I think you could even tell last year, last year at the World Juniors that we played a solid tournament. And maybe with a little bit more luck, we could, we could get to the quarterfinal. But in the end, like, that's what happened. And we had a very young team. So, uh, yeah, I think this year it could be good.
1: Well, the first line is all back. Yourself with Lucas Reichel and JJ Paterka. Three picks in the top 34 of this year's draft. But I know all Sens fans will be watching Team Germany with great excitement. Give us the name of a player outside of u three on the top line that Sens fan should watch and really appreciate the growth of, of a young German's game?
0: I, I think uh, you can't really tell that. I mean, uh, there have been a couple of very good players, and uh,
1: you could see if you, if you watch
0: a couple of games that we've, we, Germany has a very good like, core of young guys. And uh, I mean, I don't really want to pick out somebody because I think everybody's doing a great job over there. And uh, I mean, yeah, unbelievable guys as well. So we are very good in the locker room too and it's going to be a lot of fun playing for for Germany there
2: spoken like a true leader in the locker room sounds great <laughs> already now uh timmy i want to ask you this was a really different kind of nhl draft day and of course it, it had to happen on your year eh And but it did bring some cool moments like a lot of a lot of players got to stay home and celebrate with their family and friends. That was a cool documentary we all got to see. Describe what that was like being at home with everyone instead of uh, going off to North America in in an arena like a classic draft day.
0: I mean, for sure, it was not like the last years, but in the end, like, I think I did the best out, out of what I can. And it was like so much fun being with the teammates, my family friends and uh, so that's been very nice and I really enjoyed it and everybody was very happy for me so that was an unbelievable experience and uh, yeah I kind of like how it went and uh, that's what yeah that was great and everybody cheered for me so uh, yeah we had a we had a great night because it was yeah 3 a.m in the morning so uh, it's been a lot of fun no practice the day after so (laughs) definitely not (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah and and man you're looking sharp in that suit when did you have that suit picked out <laughs> yeah that
0: was great uh like uh it's ottawa sent me one so because they didn't really knew what's going on so uh they but they wanted me to have one if if i if i'm going to be picked so that was great and uh in the end, to have a jersey right away, I think, uh, yeah, unbelievable feeling. And what the, what the teams did with the caps, like, every, every player had, like, 31 caps. So, that was great, too. And,
1: uh, yeah. We saw, we saw sure. Wolf grab the Flames one right away after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was crazy. Uh, he, like, everybody got, a, got his own cap and hat where he played, like, a couple of years ago. And, uh, yeah, Wolfie was very happy with that and, and <laughs> with the cap from Calgary. So, that was great.
1: Stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Timmy Superstar coming up on the show tomorrow. But, Pillsy, I cut it there for a specific reason. I want to talk about the way his teammates talk about him. It is exactly the way that Stutzla, when I mentioned David Wolf, he grabbed the hat. How happy was he to have his teammates included in his draft experience?
2: Absolutely elated. Like, he talked about it. And I think that's where, you know, these young guys, they're dreaming of this day for years and years especially some of the guys who let's be honest they know they're going to be top picks you dream of getting on the stage shaking the hand putting the jersey on doing the interviews all that kind of stuff what a what an awesome night and it would have been awesome in Montreal in June but That's not the way things worked out. And you know what? This created a unique opportunity. Like a guy like Timmy Stutzler, it would have been hard for him to bring all his family and friends and teammates to Montreal. Like, sure, you're going to bring some of them, but you can't bring all of them. Where is this? He got to go to his local watering hole. All the boys were there. His family was there. And they had an amazing night. They were up till, I think the the draft for him was like 3 in the morning. So they stayed up all night partying and you can tell his teammates just have so much respect for this guy especially he's so much younger than them but they they really feel that he's a part of the team and they're willing to support him and they're so happy to see him succeed
1: there's so much more that we get into timmy in part two and that includes some fun questions that'll give you some background into how he grew up who his favorite teams are were i should say and a whole lot more so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast this little single subscriber podcast that will likely crack the top 10 in Canada once this interview airs. So thank you, Timmy. Can't wait to see you in the NHL, but we also had three first rounders. If you're an Ottawa senators fan this year, Ridley, Gregg, pick number 28 is on the ice, which was great to see. He did test positive for COVID was asymptomatic, went to red deer, but had to quarantine by himself. He is now skating with the NCAA players who are in a similar situation, and we can expect him to join Team Canada's camp within the next few days.
2: Such great news. I mean, geez, like with these times, anytime you hear someone has COVID, it's you're, you're worried, right? Even the, Even a young athlete, you never know what's going to happen. So for him to be healthy, he's on the ice, he's ready to go, he's going to join the main team pretty soon here, probably this week. I think, and the big thing is, Maybe Ridley get Greg probably doesn't make the team this year, but being at camp, and especially an extended camp, is going to be such an amazing experience for this guy and at a time where the WHL is not ready to go yet. So if, if you're going to have any chance to play hockey competitively with coaching staff, uh, the, some of the best players the country has to offer under 20 years old, you're going to take that every day of the week. So it's so good to see Ridley Greg back on the ice. And hey, we're going to get to see this coverage of this camp is going to be extensive. So we're going to get to see him in action for sure coming up um, here. I'm glad you mentioned that they've done the last two nights have been the scrimmages.
1: And they've had a full play-by-play guy, color commentator, multiple cameras. It's very high-end, just like the Canadian team will be. Whether, whether Ridley Gregg makes that team or not is yet to be seen. It's not the end of the world if he doesn't. It's nothing against him. The quality is that high at this camp. The quality is always high when you're playing in the Liga. And how on earth Robbie Arventi... They scored seven goals. He didn't get one. I put money on that plus 350. Come on.
2: Yeah, that must have been tough for you. You see the, the game sheet and you're like, all right, seven goals. Their hottest goal score. He's probably got one, if not two or three goals. Just the, just the lonely apple. What a disappointing game for Yarventi. Just one point.
1: You know how he made up for it. And let me know if this is like way too degenerate gambler, but I tune in to my, my betting account, shout out sense prospects getting me on cool bet. And I'm sure he got a nice referral bonus. So you're welcome, Henry, but I bet on the Stavenger Oilers in the race to four goals in their last game. And Rudolph bolsters with a pair. So thank you, Rudy. He looks good.
2: Look, if there's one thing Rudolph Balzers knows, it's how to rack up points consistently. We saw it so much in Belleville. He scored two goals, including the game winner last game. He's up to four goals and nine points in eight games. I fully expect him to keep up this point-per-game pace. Like, this is a guy that was playing in, uh, on the Stavanger Oilers in 2013-2014. Six years ago, he was here. So now, with six years of added development, he is going to make a mockery of this league. And I wouldn't—I said a point per game pace. I wouldn't be surprised if he c- continues every game getting a point. Like his point streak is going to continue. I'm so excited to see Rudolph Balser's light it up.
1: Hey, there's no goalies like Philip Gustafson or Levi Marilyn, and in that league though, and the pair of Sens tendies. If this is your first time listening. We got to be honest with you. The Locked On Senators podcast, it's a goalie-friendly show. Fill us in, Pilsey. How'd
2: the boys do? Let's start with Levi Marilinen. I'm glad you started with him because, man, this kid just looks better and better and better. I mean, sure, yes, we'll temper expectations. A small sample size and maybe just a hot start. But impressive nonetheless. Back-to-back wins, 17 of 18 saves, then 22 of 24 saves he's got his record up to 10 and 2 with a nice sparkling 0.925 save percentage and as a as a goalie friendly show i think it's kind of funny but i am willing to admit that young goalies they're so hard to predict like when i was frustrated that the sens picked a goalie i never heard of in front of a lot of good goalie talent I was a little bit worried, but then you're like, you know what? There's lots of time for this guy. He's an 18 year old goalie in Finland. Who knows what's going to happen? And we're getting to see what's happening. So I'm loving Levi Merlin more and more with each game that goes by here.
1: Let's hope that this translates to the pro ranks. We will uh, be honest with ourselves. He's playing in a junior level, similar to about, I'd say, junior A, junior B. that sort of quality hockey, but hey. Same program the Pecorino came out of as a seventh-round pick. So there is hope. And when you have a finished goalie, just look at the track record. That is a country that develops them over and over. Same can be said for Sweden. The entire Nordic uh, countries, all three of them, you look at even the smaller ones like Denmark producing Freddie Anderson, for Christ's sake. And but, Matt Sogard. <laughs> hey, shout out Matt Sogard. We're still waiting for him to make his debut overseas a long road ahead for him same with Philip Gustafsson a guy who's played on two great Belleville teams and yet to have a save percentage over 900 when our boy Joey comes in and does it in year 1 but he goes back to Sweden plays in the Allsvenskan league again,
2: and hey this guy keeps winning too oh yeah you want to hear some nice numbers for Philly franchise over in Sweden i'll hit you with some 9 and 5 record a point nine two five save percentage and a 2.19 goals against average. He like he's racking up the wins. I remember before earlier in the year we were like, you know what? He's having a couple of good showings, but he can't string together a couple of wins. How about six of seven games in November winning? And his last game, 30 of 32 saves in a five to win, and that was his fifth straight. This is exactly what Philly franchise needs. This is the confidence boost he needs to to battle for that Belleville starting job with Joey. And I I really do think, honestly, I think that he's going to come back looking like an entirely different goalie this season.
1: I really hope so. I'm cheering for him. And I'm glad you brought up Philly franchise because I was heavy on that nickname. And over the last two years, I almost thought it was a bit ironic. So I've laid off, but... Hey, we're cheering for goalies. That's what we do here on the show. Those updates powered by at Sends Prospects, the number one home for your daily Sends Prospects content. And I almost unfollowed him the other day. Hey, Pilsy? What? Yeah, I almost unfollowed Henry. You want to know why?
2: I can't think of why you would do that. Daily Sends content that not even the Ottawa Senators themselves can keep up with.
1: No, no. he, He bothered me. You know what he said? This is a tweet from him, November 21st. A few prospect updates. Eric Brantstrom game was postponed due to COVID. Angus Crookshank's game was postponed due to COVID. Vitalia Bramov is missing his fifth straight game. He hasn't played since October 30th. So when I read that, I just threw my phone through my computer and I said, Henry, to hell with you.
2: Always so negative sense Prospect. Like one time, can we get some good news about Prospects? Jeez.
1: I know, I know. We're so spoiled. And, hey, He's always on top of his game, but remember last World Juniors when it was like every team had six cents prospects? But then you add on, Igor Sokolov was there and Timmy Stutzla was there. So why weren't you covering those guys? Like he should have been even bigger into it. And we will get Henry back on the show. It's been way too long. With World Junior season coming up, you can bet that he will be there. But on tomorrow's show, you guessed it. Part two of our conversation with Timmy, superstar, but... For now, I hope you enjoyed part one. We put it out at 3.18 a.m. And if you wonder why, well, third overall pick and number 18. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day.